see the elevator music. You know why this happened, bro? Yeah. Because it's a fucking cannon. Ah! <laughs> when I have dramas like this with the Sony people. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know. I've started something now. Nah, I mean, cannons are pretty cool, I guess. Do they? Do they, though? I feel like the, the battle between cannon and Sony, or Sony and anything really, is kind of like, you know, iPhone to Galaxy kind of situation. Yeah. Oh, wait, Galaxy? Samsung. Samsung, Samsung yeah. Samsung, Samsung, yeah. Are we filming? Yeah, we're back. Is it filming? Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, it's filming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't get for some reason on the ninja I don't get the like red line Mine around, doesn't the, do that either. around the screen anymore. Mine doesn't do that either. I did a shoot at a Why gym. Why does that happen? And I think I think maybe the pin's fucked. Okay. Yeah. But uh the red light on the back of the camera is gone, so that's all good. That always happens with mine too. And whenever I'm filming <coughs> at home, I'll have it on me, and then I'll press record, then I'm like, Is it fucking mm. recording though? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so Sony versus Canon. I shouldn't open that can. I'm um, fucking. I can't like. How do you find the skin tones on the Sony? Sony. <laughs> <sighs> I know it's not as milky and as tan as you would like on a Canon, but that's uh, the. No, that's alright. I like. I mean, I get it. What I like about a Sony is I like the. So if you can put it down to like Tarantino to like a kind of Michael Bay kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like Sony's the Michael Bay. Okay. The teals, the blues, the blacks, yeah, the sharp yeah, whites. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. you know, the Tarantino. That's a good way of describing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like and what And the I Tarantino's th- like the cannons. Yeah. I started with a cannon, bro. Oh. I don't even know what it was, to be honest. Uh, 30, 300D or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I started with that. And, um, like that was like, I had fucking no idea what I was doing with it, bro. Just auto point shooting. You know what I mean? But I did notice, um, especially when I started to get into video, mm. just how much more I liked the Sony's. Um, and yeah, particularly because of just those, just the small tones, mm. but also I kind of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know really. I can't really. I can't shit on cannons or. The look. Um. Whenever I tell people, I'm like, you need to just. You need to go into a shop and you mm. just try it out. Yeah. See what you like. Yeah. My biggest thing has always been the menu system because I've had Sony's. Yeah. Okay. I've had Fuji's. Yeah. I've had Panasonic's. Yeah. And I just prefer the Canon menu system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so it's. Like easy for me to use functionally speaking, yeah, yeah function- functionally, and, the, yeah. and like you don't have to go so far down into yep. the like the menu tree to get yeah. to the bit that you need to get to. Oh yeah, it gets deep sometimes. Yeah, it gets deep. It bro. Gets Sony deep gets deep. Sometimes. So you there, know, it's just what what your preference is. Yeah, there was a long time too where I didn't really delve too much into that. You know, I like kind of kind of fucked with my my normal settings, and I didn't really go into it too much. But yeah, the longer I've had it. And, you know, the more I'm sort of progressing in photography and videography, the more I'm kind of diving into it. And, like, I will say 
It is crazy. Like you're saying, it's, it goes deep into the Sony menu sometimes, but there are so many amazing functions in it. Like, yeah, and Sony's been for a long time mm. the number one or, or like spoken about number one for like video work. Yeah, yeah. And then Canon's been number one for like photography, photography stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, I've mentioned this a, a couple of times to mates and people on the podcast. The, the number one film that I saw last year yeah. was The Creator and that shit was shot Tony. on an FX3. Yeah, bro. Good movie. That is a great movie. It kind of fizzled out towards the end for me, to be honest. I feel like they could have taken it somewhere else. But, I mean, cinematically speaking, and even just the soundtrack on it as well. Yeah. Like, fucking amazing. I love that guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he was the lead character. He was from Tenet as well. Yeah. He's just, yeah. He's dope. Love yeah. that shit. Yeah, I'm keen for, um, so keen for Dune. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I'm going to get so hard at that shit, man. <laughs> I'm going to get so fucking hard. Do you smoke? <laughs> Uh, uh I, I look I do have a medicinal marijuana. Yeah, medicinal script. marijuana. Shit. That shit blows uh, my brains out, bro. For my back. Yep. Ooh, um, back injuries. Now we're on the topic, brother. Yeah. Tell me, tell me your ailments. Oh well that 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 shit happened like nineteen years ago. How old are you? How old do I look? I mean, Asian genetics, so I know. I look so much younger without yeah. the facial hair. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. You fucking shaved your beard. There you go. Yeah, nice. And yeah, Asian genetics, I know you're going to be older than you look because you don't look that old. Like, you don't look that old at all. Yeah. I'd say like, like mid-30s. <laughs> mid-30s. But, hey, hey, but knowing you got two kids... Yes, like not maybe mid- like early 40s. Like I'm 45 this You're year. You're 45 this year. This yeah. year. Asian genetics, bro. Yeah. How old do I look? Yeah, be nice. I was just real fucking nice to you. Uh, I would say based on what you've told me. Yeah, what, what you know. I, I reckon 28. 28? Yeah. 32. 32. Asian genetics, bro. It's Asian genetics. Asian genetics. Asian this genetics. shit don't age. I know. Although, although I, I, I do know that particularly Asian women, mm. when they, um, when they get, when they reach sixty, yeah. there's two paths, right? Yeah. Okay. The first path is shit goes downhill, <laughs> and they age like that, or yeah, they do what's happened to my mum. And they go like that. Really? And they fucking go gangster. Yeah, shit. I feel like, like old money gangster shit. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, fuck. I hope that happens to me, bro. Because, yeah, back injuries. So the weed helps. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I got I got back dramas too, man. Yeah. I think for so long of just doing shitty jobs. Like I was concreting, bricklaying, all that shit. Yeah. Well, I did it. I did it. Uh, I bent over to tie my shoelace. Is that how you did it? Yeah. Fuck. I didn't even do it at the gym. Fuck. Or like doing anything heavy. So Is it and it's like what'd you do? Like Oh, uh I think it's my C four on the left side. Like yeah. it just kind of um it's not a perforated disc. Um or uh, sorry, it's not a bulging disc, yeah. it's a perforated disc. Yeah, okay. So my back is like twisted. Yep. And and so my body compensates by tilting my hips. Yeah, okay. And then 
yeah. Like, do you do you find the weed helps? Look, uh, yes and no. Yeah, I I find that because I've lived with it for such a long time, like I I just do things to like manage. Yep. And kind of try to build up my core and yeah, maintain yeah. core and yeah. all of that. And um, there was uh, probably about nine years ago, I um, I was walking around like a downhill skier. <coughs> oh, shit. And I tried to, like I, I, I saw lots of different medical professions, like chiros, osteos, homeopathic. Yeah. I tried like, you know, remedial massage nobody could fix me that's always the fucking way yeah no one can fix me and then someone in my uh at my corporate job um they were like well look medical professionals are like tradies Mm. sometimes you get good ones sometimes you get bad ones Mm -hmm. so maybe you should go back and try to find a good chiro i was like okay anyway i got onto this chiro in the city first thing she did which was fantastic because they had the facility there X-ray my back. Yeah, nice. Yeah. X-ray my back and could actually tell me what the fuck was going yeah. on. And then took her seven weeks, twice a week to get me standing up right. And I was like, fuck, that shit's hard. See, I I mean, I'd o- I would always have dramas with my back, but it would always change. Mm. Like it was my like piriformis in my glute. And when that would go, <coughs> the opposite side in my back would go. Yeah. And um, I just put it down to the job, the work that I was doing for such a long time. Mm. Um, and then I started doing MMA. I started doing mixed martial arts. And um, that was amazing because there was so much functional movement in there, you know, along with getting hit in the face and stuff, which is mm. fun. But there was so much functional movement in there that I did. I felt really, really good. Um, I also, I did two bodybuilding competitions when I was younger. Um, and I think that as well, did a lot of damage in the sense of I was doing stupidly heavy deadlifts. Mm. I was doing stupidly heavy uh, squats. You know, were you, were you natty? Fuck yeah, I was natty, bro. <laughs> I was I was so natty. That's good to know. Ah, uh, bro. Uh, uh, Dad being in the navy, and he was he was a doctor. Like, so he was a doctor in the navy. So right. he, he was very very strong in the sense of, you know, he would see me. I like I was fully into the gym. Like I did one or two competitions, and I would he would come home. He'd be like, you know, I'm a fucking steroid, Dad. I'm like, no, Dad. And um, the coach that I had at the same time as well, like, you know, he, I had brought it up with him because this was always going to be in the back of your mind. Everyone mm. else around me was doing it. Mm. I was 23 years old for my first one. And he said, he's like, look, you have a very, very good natural physique. You don't need to do steroids. And I knew I was the type where if I went off and I had a binge on the weekend, you know, I ate chocolate, Maccas, whatever, I would break out in very, very deep pimples on my mm. face. Mm. So I knew... What, like knowing what I know about steroids, I knew that if I was going to do steroids, I was going to break out in pimples everywhere. Yeah. And fuck, man, I got all the emotions. I'm an extremely emotional person. So I didn't want to play with my hormones in any way. Yeah. So I said I would do my first two competitions naturally. I did. Um, and then I said, if I was ever to compete again, I'm getting on the gear. Like I'm getting, <laughs> on, I'm getting on the gear and I'm going to get fucking massive. Not that we're promoting steroids. Not that we're promoting steroids, no. But I never did end up getting on stage again. Um, I got into my MMA, uh, and that was amazing. It was so much fun, but because I got so, so immersed in the MMA, I stopped lifting to the extent that I was. Yeah. Um, 
Because it's more functional. So much more functional. Like running. You need, you need to do more functional training to get good at MMA, right? Cardio. So yeah. I did, I completely dropped the weights. I was doing so much cardio. I fucking hate cardio. You know what? I hate cardio, but I think that's also why I love it. Because I feel like if I'm being a lazy piece of shit and then I go and run 4Ks, I'm like, fuck yeah, you can't. Like, you didn't want to do it, you did it. Mm. And um, it's a mindset. It is. It's a mindset. It shift. is. It is, man. But um, <clears throat> inevitably, my back ended up going out again. I think mainly because of the jujitsu. You know, like mm. having you know shooting for a takedown and having someone sprawl on top of you, and then you try to get back up with the weight on them on you. It would go a couple of times. You mm. know, I was trying to. I had someone. I was you know I was picking them up, trying to pull them back. My back would go, and then um. I was sparring with someone. I went to throw a body rip and they kind of stepped and turned into it. So when I hit them, I hit their, I hit their hip and my arm wasn't at like, you know, a full swing. It was kind of in like an awkward angle here. And then my shoulder kind of popped a little bit and I was like, oh, I felt a bit weird. And then I went straight into a jujitsu class after that. And then I got mm. arm barred. And then after that, my shoulder was done. Like it was done. And then. I slowly kind of faded out of it. I stopped doing my MMA and I started lifting weights a lot more. And <clears throat> I'm in like a good happy medium now where I'm, I'm running. I'm still doing my functional training, but I'm also lifting quite heavy, quite frequently. Yeah. To the point where my body feels good again. Yeah. But, um, and what, that's, and that's the best thing. Like if yeah. you can find something that will just make your body feel good again yeah, yeah. as you get older, yeah. then that's the best that. Oh, the which best is, time period that you could be in. Which right? is essentially the thing. Like everyone's going to the gym these days. Go, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm eating this many calories. I'm eating my, my protein. I'm lifting every day. And it's like, yeah, but like longevity speaking, mm. like, you know, uh, optimally what would be good for you is eating a good diet, running, doing functional training and lifting enough, you know, that your body is moving, but not necessarily to the point of bodybuilding. You know what I mean? Mm, mm, mm. And right at that, like now where I'm at now, I just want longevity, man. I don't want to feel fucking sore when I get out of bed, you know, like. <laughs> you got to be a little bit sore when you get out of bed. I'm but, always but fucking not, sore when not, I get out of bed, not, bro. But not real pain <laughs> yeah. bullshit. Yeah. But um, how do we go? Oh, the weed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just like smoking weed. Like it's not often. It's maybe twice. Three times a week, depending yep. on um, just depending on how my week plays out. I don't yep. like to smoke before a big day because I can be a little bit hazy the next day. But because of my ADHD, I feel like everything's out here. Like all my ideas and like for people listening and for yourself, you can probably like, obviously it's a podcast, but conversations are just going left, right, center. Mm. You know, we're tangent this way, segue that way. Mm. But when I'm, when I'm working at the desk, I feel like I have all these ideas and all these jobs and everything's out here. And then when I get high... Everything kind of just lines up. Gotcha. And then I can hyper-focus and get one one thing done. Yeah. And I would always, like when I was younger, I'd go out with the boys and, you know, get on the cocaine or whatever like that. I would always be very mellow, very chill. And everyone's always like, oh, Biz, you all right? Like, you good? You having a good time? I'm like, I'm pretty fucking chill, to be honest. Like, it, it was almost like it had the opposite effect to me. Everyone was buzzing and wired and I yeah, was really right. mellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, you know, they prescribe Ritalin for ADD and ADHD, which yeah. is essentially speed. Yeah. And then when I smoke weed, you know, all the boys are sitting on the couch like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, you know, let's watch a movie, whatever. And I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm real talkative. I'm real chatty. I'm like, let's do something. So like I'm a very functional high. Yeah, yeah, Where it yeah. kind of just focuses my shit, but it also like makes me super annoying, super, <laughs> <laughs> super hyperactive, super annoying. But downside to smoking weed, you eat a lot of snacks. Uh, I mean, but that's where the training comes into it. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm training. You know. I'm such a fat dog, man. <laughs> such, 
had like two chalk chip cookies last night, considering a third. Only two. Bro, these were not small chocolate chip cookies. We're talking about like pizza size. No, that's not fucking pizza size. <laughs> it's like a small dinner plate size cookie. <laughs> Coles cookies, man. Coles cookies are the best cookies okay. around. All right. You shop at Coles? No, Woolies. <sighs> I know there is. I should have guessed a fucking cannon. You <laughs> shoot on a cannon. You shoot on a cannon. You shop at Woolies. Fuck me, man. Mate, it's just on this side of Southland. Like oh, it's, oh, it's, it's close. It's, is that why? It's, it's, it all comes down to proximity to me. Taylor, ta- Ease and proximity. Taylor's tried getting me going to um, Taylor, my fiance. She's yeah. tried getting me going to um, fucking Aldi, man. Fuck it. I tried. I get I it. I tried. I get it, but like. <sighs> I tried. For me. It's the layout of the shop. Oh, no, it's not even the – like, the layout's fine. Like it's the, the layout actually reminds me of, like, in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, we, yeah, yeah. When we lived in Brunei. Yeah, okay, Like, yeah. you're going to, yeah. you know, like, grocery shopping there. Yeah. It's kind of like that. But for me, like, if I'm going to put something in my mouth, I want it to taste good <laughs> and I want to know that it's quality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm – I don't know. Too old. Not it's Aldi, to, bro. Say less. I'm, I'm too old not to fucking have quality. Yeah. No, you I feel, yeah. I feel you, get, you get to a point where you just don't want shit anymore. Yeah. And I was talking about this the other day when we <clears> made. That's why I shoot with Canon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, God. I mean, they're not horrible. I can't. Nah, I can't it's not. It's not. I, so the R5, yeah. I've. Taken over in two years, yeah, over half a million photos. God damn, and it's still gone. God damn. Well, how, wait, so how long? When did you buy that? Like two and a half years ago. Yeah, okay, it's going strong. Yeah, small rig body cage too. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, so what about creative blocks? Like, how do you deal with creative blocks? I get high. <laughs> <laughs> I can smoke a joint, right? Smoke a joint, watch some anime, and the shit just pours out of me. Wow. I, I, honestly, I could be sitting on the couch watching a movie uh, at the, you know, at night, and then I'll see a small frame or just a small scene, and I'm like, oh, wow, that looks cool. Um, but no, no, no. Okay, so, yeah, creative blocks. I mean, I definitely have – I don't – I honestly don't think that I have creative blocks. Okay. I think my mind is so loud I'm never – I'm never really, I'm never really in the, in the place where I'm like, oh, you know, creatively speaking, um, you know, I, I, I don't have any ideas or anything to think about, but I definitely have moments where I feel like the start of this year, I felt like, oh shit, why am I, why am I busy enough? You know, yeah. why don't I have enough work? You know, and then you throw out a collab here and there sort of thing to try and try and pick things up. And, um, and then I was in that moment. I felt like, oh, you know, what's going on? Like, what's what's happening? Why is like, um, do people not like my work? You know, and I had all this self doubt and all this shit going on. Um, but then inevitably, you know, a week, two weeks later, work started coming. I'm like, holy fucking shit! I've booked in way too much shit. Mm. Like, and I was saying no to jobs. You know, um, but I think it's a, it's a good thing to to say no to jobs. I def it definitely is. Or just like push out the date in which you try to do stuff. A hundred percent. And I think. In that time where I was having a creative block or, Mm. you know, I felt like business was coming to a slow, um, I think I was a little bit worried at first and then I kind of realized it was kind of like a bit of a blessing 
having that time to kind of rather than doing the jobs given to you or doing the jobs that people want you to do, it kind of, you know, I had a little bit of time of panic where, you know, I want to, why aren't I busy? But then I kind of went into a bit of a phase where I was like, no, you know what? Cool. Okay. I can focus on some projects that I want to do and I can offer a collab (coughs) or two and then work on some projects that I want to do. So I think in that sense, it was, I think creative blocks are good every now and then because they kind of give you like a new perspective. Or if you have a creative block, it might be because you are doing the jobs that are handed to you those from those paid clients, mm. but you're not actually using your own creative to think, what do I want to be doing? Mm. So I think a majority of the time in the model sense, when they come to me, you know, they, they obviously see my work and they want to do something similar. But then obviously you have your clients sometimes that they come through and they want to do a certain thing. Um, but that's kind of my favorites. When I have a client come to me and they're like, I want to do a shoot with them. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what do you like? What kind of vibe you think? And then they're like, whatever you think, you know. Mm. And then I can go into when that they, when they hand over yeah, their creative. Yeah, like they just give you full creative ability. power. Yeah. yeah, and you know, you go through, you scroll through their account, you have a look at a couple of their photos, get a kind of vibe as to who they are, what they like, and then you can kind of go from there. And that I find is what I like so much about it because that is it gets my creative flowing. You know mm, what I mean? Mm, not just in the sense of oh, okay, cool, I've had a good idea and I'm gonna give it to this person. Because it might not necessarily work for them. Like, you know, like some some positions putting a model in to pose for work really well for some. Mm. Others it doesn't. Mm. That's just how it is. You know, you yeah, s- exactly. You spend five, ten minutes working with a model, you can figure out relatively quickly what's, what's going to work for them, what's going to make them look good what, and what they're comfortable with doing as well. I think it also depends on like body type as well. Yeah. And like D- yeah. whether or not they've got the flexibility yeah. or like – whether or not you can tell it's going to like suit the energy that they've got. hundred percent. Either from past photos or like even like on the day. Yep. hundred percent. You know, because like if someone doesn't have the right mindset. Yeah. Then it's kind of not really yeah, great. If, if they, yeah. Like if it they, doesn't gel. Yeah. If they come in close minded <clears throat> sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Like I like to say to my model sometimes like some of the most awkward feeling positions can make for some of the best looking photos. Yeah. Like it might be an awkward as fuck position and you know, you put them into this position you can see they're kind of like, um, what do you, what do you <laughs> mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Like. He's never getting me into that position where my <laughs> leg is up like that. <laughs> it's a good thing I wore my shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to be seen caught in socks, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, creative block speaking. Yeah. I think, um, I think, yeah. uh, I think so. I think it's great. You know, you've got a process and an approach. Yeah. But what's also interesting is, um, you know, a couple of minutes ago you were talking about um, having self-doubt and imposter syndrome and like all that. And then now to hear you say that, um, you know, like maybe you took on a little bit too much work Mm. and you had to say no to stuff. It's kind of like, sorry but you're fucking doing it yeah i know you are doing it i know that and you're killing it thank you bro thank you so much thank you and and like that i don't know like i've i've mentioned this a couple of times on different podcasts Mm. but like reason i'm doing this podcast is i'm giving back to the community that i love so much and i'm putting the focus on you guys yeah you know, and shining the light on you, yeah, and, thank bringing, you. and bringing your story to life. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. Like, like, I mean, it's just nice to 
be on a podcast solely around creatives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what's so cool about this. But yeah, thank you. I definitely still have, you know, pinch yourself kind of moments. Yeah. Where it's like, hang on a minute. Yeah, man. Like you're fucking doing good. You yeah. know what I mean? And and it's just something that like, like again, like I've done every single fucking job there is to think of. And for such a long time, I was thinking, you know, I'm a dad, you know, I just don't like working. Whereas, mm. you know, my boss would say, oh, does anyone want to do an hour? Like an hour overtime. Mm. I'd be like, hell no, I'm doing an hour. <laughs> an hour overtime. I got a, I got a, an ounce to smoke at home. <laughs> yeah. I am doing her. Man, an ounce would last me a year, bro. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, that's good to know. Yes. No, um. Nah, man, now I'll, I'll work Friday nights, I'll work Saturdays, I'll work Sunday yeah. mornings. Like, it does not it does not matter to me. Like, any job, any day, I'll do it, bro. Um, <clears throat> other than the smoking the weed, everything that you said just kind of, like, like resonates with me. Yeah. It's almost like you're my mini twin. Yeah, well, Asian Unagi. <laughs> like, uh, I was in banking and finance. Yeah, were you uh, really? Yeah, like, yeah. When, when I first moved to Melbourne, yeah. I... I um, I said to my mate, uh, if I don't find a job in mm. two weeks, I'm just going to keep traveling the East Coast because I hadn't seen the East Coast. Yep. Uh, that was in 2001. Yep. And within a week and a half, I got a job at a bank. Yep. Uh, before that, I was living in Perth. Oh, you're in Perth. And I was doing like hospitality. did like crowd control. Yeah. Uh, Dizzy like, done it all. Um, arc welding at a stage and lighting company. Shit. Like worked at Blockbuster, like but all you, this type of stuff. You know what? There's n and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I, in school, you're taught, you know, do this, do the VCAL course, do a pre-apprenticeship. Yeah. As soon as you leave school, get an apprenticeship, get a yeah. career behind you, you know? And, um, and I've seen so many of my friends do that. I've mm. seen so many of my friends leave school with a trade and they're still doing that now. Mm. And for me, I did, I did feel like, you know, What's wrong with me? Everyone else has sort of done this, but I am so glad that I've done so many different jobs. Yeah. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't be where I am now. Correct. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I, if I had stayed in that one job, fuck me, you know? Yeah. Doing the same old yeah. boring shit every fucking day. And I think as, as creatives, um, because we're self-taught, mm. we naturally have that self-doubt because yeah. we're kind and that, that imposter syndrome because yeah. we'd naturally go... I don't really know what I'm doing. Am I even worth it? Yeah, it's because you're you backing know? yourself. Yeah. You're backing yourself. There's no education. There's no schooling. There's no one sort of, there's no like career job yeah. title. It's just you doing you, which is scary. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, you like if you never, like if you give up, you're never going to, like you're never going to fucking, you're never going to make it. Man. Yeah. But if you, if you try, you, you might. Like yeah. you might make it, like, exactly. you might, like you might get what you want to get out of it. Well, you have to give yourself, you have to back yourself to, to actually give yourself an opportunity to exactly. make it. Yeah. Cause if you're not, if you're not even doing that. If you never try, you'll never know. Yeah. You never try, you'll never know, bro. It's, it's, um, it's kind of like, um, whenever I hear people, um, like talk about themselves or put themselves down, mm. my initial response to that is you should never do that. Yeah. Because everybody else would do that for you. Yes, that's so, so true. So your self-talk is so important. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, there's been a lot of stuff about self-affirmation yep. and then like, you know, talking affirmations at yourself in yeah. a mirror and all of this type of stuff. It's all true, man. It because, 100%. Because at the end of the day, it's energy that you are projecting to yourself. 
bro, and, I, and giving yourself. I, I, I preach this all the time, especially with my models, even my even with my partner sometimes, you know. Um, everyone does it, but I do think that girls do it to themselves much more, mm. um, especially if you're shooting. Like, you know, you'd be on a shoot, you take a couple of photos and they look amazing, mm. you know, and then there's just a lot of self-doubt in the model. And I always say to them, I say, imagine if you were back in high school and you were going to school every day and there was a bully. And every time you got there, got to school, that bully was telling you, you're shit, you're not good enough, you know, you're ugly, all these horrible, horrible things. And they tell you that every single day. You're going to believe it. If you are saying this Holy same, shit, you're bringing up some, uh, some childhood trauma. <laughs> Emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the girls the girls do it and I say to them. I'm like, no, I mean for me, for me. Oh, for yourself. Yeah, yeah, for me. <laughs> it's some fucking emotional damage, all right? But, that, but that's the thing though. Like, yeah. Exactly. You have emotional damage from a bully telling you that every mm. single day and the girls will say it to themselves. You know, and I say, imagine how much worse it is that it's not some external person saying these things to you, but it's yourself. Mm. You're, you're telling yourself that you're not good enough. You're telling yourself that you're going to, you know, it's not, like you said, the positive affirmations. Yeah. If you tell yourself, if you wake up every morning and you fucking fool Dave Goggins yourself and you tell and you tell yourself you're going to fucking carry the boats and all this <laughs> bullshit, you're going to have an amazing day. If you wake up and you tell yourself negative shit, it's going to be a negative day. It's the only thing I can hear when I'm doing cardio at the gym. Right. David Goggins going, stop being a bitch. Right. <laughs> he's, a, he's an intense dude. He's just... Did you see him when he was ringside for um Tony Tony Ferguson? Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Like, Go on, Tony. Remember what we did, Tony? Remember that day in the gym, Tony? <laughs> like, how could he have lost with, with Goggins in your corner, man? Yeah. Like, yeah, man, I'm going to smash this motherfucker for you, Goggins. I got you, I got you. Oh, he's a legend. So, um, what's plans for 2024 for you? Brother, I mean, I have plans, but at the end of the day, I'm just a cat chasing a bag, flowing in the wind. You know <coughs> well, they do call me the cat uh, herder. The cat herder. Considering well, it's Felix. You know what? I might not even be the cat. No, I get it. Yeah, I get if it. you're the cat, yeah. I'm the cat herder. You know what? I might not even be the cat. I'm probably just a bag floating in the wind, bro. Like, that's the best way to put it. But... I do have a couple of things uh, lined up for this year. Like you would have seen, I recently went to the Gold Coast. Yes. Um, I am going to be going to Cairns soon. Um, I am going to be going to Bali soon as well. Wee. I'll probably be going to Bali, Oofed. I dare say, three times this year. Okay. So I have a good friend. This is um, this is kind of like a little bit of an exclusive. Uh, uh, uh. Warning, warning. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> no, no, no. You can... No, you can what are we doing? What's happened? You flipping them DJ switches over there? Can you, can you hear that? I can. I can hear. What? What can you hear? <laughs> Don't worry. What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, the beep! I heard the beep that time. Oh shit! People. Nice. What were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about Bali. 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 Same, Bali, same, Bali, but Bali, different. Bali. Oh, no, Bali. that's Thailand. That is Thailand. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> anyway, um, yes. so Bali. So Bali. So we're talking year. about things that you got going on this year. So things. So yeah. you got a friend in Bali. 
so I've got a friend here. So I've got a friend here, but he's um he's recently recently purchased some land in Bali. Oh shit! Yeah, is he Balinese? He's not Balinese. Oh, so no. his partner is because that's he, the only way. No, he's um his sister. His sister has some property in Bali. She's oh, got some shit. connections. They're big dog in it. But anyway, um, so he's actually going to be opening up a supercross track. Right. So, um, I mean, he's he, he needed me there for some drone services, but um, had my own idea to sort of just document it all. You know, mm. he's um. So this is one of my G's that I've grown up with since I was about 15, 14 years old, and um, you know, he left Frankston. He's lived on he's lived on the peninsula his whole life, um, and he left uh, during COVID. He moved to Gold Coast. Um, Moved in Gold Coast for a year, was going to come back, said fuck it, ended up staying another year, bought a house. Uh, he Airbnb'd that house out, which has just enabled him to do so much travelling. Upon travelling, you know, he kind of came to terms that, you know. That's so fucking cool. I know, isn't it? Yeah. And, and like, and this is, this, this, is, this, is what, this is the project that I'm going to be doing. So it's basically going to be a documentary on just his life pretty much in the lead up to this moment and then the fuck you i hate it i hate it already (laughs) you You said documentary i was like fuck you this is going to be it's it's going to be worth a watch bro it's going to be i know yeah it's because i've seen your work yeah thank you and i'm like holy shit and you're fucking doing this project it'll be so because he's sort of still on one camera as well all on one fucking camera bro all on the one actually maybe i'll treat myself get another one for the trip yeah, just go Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Taylor's going to see this and have a heart attack now. She'll be like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> You're going to spend more money on a camera. Um, yeah, so it's just going to be really cool to just document the whole shaking of hands and the just the process of building and opening a Supercross track in Bali. Yeah. Um, where he wants to build. I think there is only one other. Also, I think there's two in Bali at the moment. Um, but one of them that is over there is having a lot of issues with... Um, just this, the noise, it's very close to residents mm. and other Airbnbs and hotels and whatnot. So. Yeah. But yeah, so Bali will be coming up. Um, I will be doing some more travel with um, Keegan, Ho- Keegan Thornhill from Team Indomitable. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few competitions on this year. Uh, so potentially Japan, Dubai, Thailand. Fuck! Gold Coast. Yeah. So which all of those I will be traveling with a client. Um, but obviously I'm going to stick around. Dubai and fucking Japan and trying to organize some of my own, you know, privates as well. So, mm. um, got, to, got to make, make worth the trip yeah, like, for yourself, right? 100% man. But, um, <coughs> but yeah, I, um, I have a very, I'm just winging it, man. You know what I mean? Like I love this and every day I'm discovering something new that I enjoy about this. Mm. Um, but end goal I mean, I would love to be able to open up my own studio. Mm. There are so many amazing studios around the area, but I want to do some fucked up shit in a studio. <laughs> I want smoke machines. I've got a smoke machine. Do you really? Fuck yes. Yeah, I got I got mist in a can as well. Mist in a can. I've seen those. Yeah. I'll are they good? Uh, it's all right. It's yeah. all right. I feel like for like some nice cinema photography, yeah. like kind of like video, it'd be cool to use. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to like, and I'm not saying like I'm going to buy a space, um, you know, when my partner and I buy our own house, you know, I'd love to sort of have a double garage and have half of the garage just as a studio Yeah. where creatives like yourself can come, you know, and shoot. And, but like, I want to have it, I don't want it to be just your standard sort of colored backdrops, white backdrop, 
you know, a couple of lights. I want it to be a space where people can get creative. I want to have mm. like box mirror setups, light bars. Proje- I want to have a projector as well, mm. you know, just somewhere where you can come and um, for me personally, but also anyone else that wants to use it, there's, if you have any idea, like do it, you know, if you want to drop slime on the model, you know, wrap her up in plastic, whatever, do it. Like mm. I want it to be that, I want it to be that kind of space. And again, one for people to use, but also just myself, because I have so many, so many ideas sometimes, but just the, you know, this, this space to be able to kind of do it. It's a bit hard, you know? Like, I, um, I have always thought about, uh, having my own studio, <coughs> particularly when I, cause I, uh, and we'll get on to who inspires you, but, um, there's a couple of European photographers yep. that I consistently watch and one of them, Sasha, uh, Lane Decker, mm. he runs loft studios oh, in okay, yep. Cologne yep. and, um, this fucking's fucking mental. Yeah. And it's just like fully decked out, yeah. like leather, like European lofty kind yeah. of studio vibes, yeah. right? And then I was talking to um, uh, Sylphie Sia. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a traveling international model. Shot her a couple of times. Yep. And she's shot with him. And she was like, yeah, that's the loft is like, it's pretty sweet. It actually has accommodation there. Really? For traveling models. That's and a he, very smart idea. And he, and he runs workshops and runs a magazine and like all this. And I'm like, fuck, these Europeans. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. People getting busy, man. Like that's the crazy thing too. Like every time you think you're hustling and you're doing something busy, damn, it's always someone. It's yeah. always something crazy. Like. Yeah. But that's what that's what's good too, you know. Like you see like how much people are doing, you're like, shit, like I I could kick it up a, a gear, you know what I mean? It, it's it's one of the reasons why um, I guess I'm like I'm consistently just like pushing myself mm. because I see other people doing it mm. and I'm like, well, if they've done it, surely I can work it out. Mm. And like if I can't work it out, I'll just go to Google yeah. or I'll just go and watch someone else do it, yep. you know, and then, yep. I'll, and then I'll slowly work stuff out. Yeah, you figure it out. Um, but I find a lot of inspiration from the guys overseas. Yep. Um, only a few people like yourself here <laughs> in Australia. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, cause, cause you've got your own style yeah. and, and Corey's got his own style yeah. and you know, um, but like some of these Russian dudes. Oh, I was going to say the Russians, bro. bro. They're on another fucking level, man. They're on another level. I mean, look, is, I mean, look, they could be in Ukraine, but anyway, yeah. like. It's so cool. It's so cool. Just the shit that they do, it's so grimy and grungy, but at the same time they make it look so luxe and like, yeah, yeah it's really good. Ah, there's one, fuck, I can't remember his name now, but there is one that I follow. It's probably one that. Sean Archer. That's not his real nah, name. Wasn't, no, nah, it wasn't Sean Archer. I'll see if I can find some of this stuff. But yeah, man, you're right. Europeans, man. They're doing some wild shit out there. Um, and then the one, the one, there's a couple of American guys, um, Eames, Alexander, yep. um, uh, Mike Tang, yep. uh, Orangutan, uh, and then um, Gabe, I think it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and Ads. So, <coughs> oh, shit. Sorry. A couple of American guys that I just like consistently follow because they just like come up with some stuff. It's like crazy. This is um 
I don't even know how you would fucking say this. Like you, you literally can't. You can't pronounce this. But this was this was a shoot. This was a shoot that I saw. This one was wild, bro. It gets, it just keeps getting crazier. Isn't that just insane? Fuck, alien. Yeah, bro. Alien. Yeah, crazy, crazy. But um, but yeah, like that's that's essentially the kind of shit that I would love. Yeah. To you know, it's just something like that in the studio, and to be able to bring like other creatives in, you know, they could do, you know, the makeup like that, or yeah, you know, the the prop design like that, and just have everyone kind of collate into that one sort of shot or that one sort of shoot. My biggest fear of having a studio though is actually having to sign a lease. Yeah, that's it. And like have that commitment. Ruslan. Ruslan, this fella. Have a quick scroll through there. He does some cool vi- like videos. He does some cool shit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Russians. From Russia with love. They just, um, I think the Europeans have an advantage because obviously it's an older established community. Yep. And they've been doing like art nude, you know, paintings and stuff like that for, for a life, very for, long time. For a very long time. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and it was, it was seen as kind of like, not so much like this elitism, but it was a, it was the artsy side of society that then got popular mm. because it was different. Yeah. And 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 I think because it's been going on for such a long time is also the reason why it's so ex- accepted. Mm. You know, whereas here we're a bit conservative. Yeah. We're all stuck on an island. It's a convict community and like Just a bunch of convicts. <laughs> just a bunch of convicts and uh you know and then it's kind of like i don't know <coughs> it's it's very it's ve- it's it's very tall poppy syndrome yeah it, yeah and you yeah. see it yeah. right like did you know about Hugh Jackman before he went to the US and did Wolverine yeah did man. you know did you know about his theater dance yeah. performances no you didn't no not until he got out there and did it. Not until he got out there and he got Wolverine and yeah. then everyone's like, oh, fucking Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he's Aussie. Like, we'll claim him. Yeah, fuck Hugh Jackman. You know? He's the sickest cunt. Um, Kylie Minogue had to go to the fucking mm. UK, mm. right? And then and then the big one, like, Chris Hemsworth was on fucking Home and Away. Yeah. And Margot Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, and then as soon as they travel, go to somewhere different, they've recognised differently. Correct. Yep. Yeah. No, you're right. You're not wrong. So it's um I just I look I just wish that more people here like supported yeah each other more yeah um but the reality is is that for all those things I've just mentioned yeah I know it's <coughs> it's hard to I think because like <sighs> I don't know like I like this is from an outward perspective mm. like other people like. I think because of OnlyFans, it's kind of desensitized people in a way to, for me, even if I'm shooting content for a model for OnlyFans, it's still art to me. 
Yeah. Like it's still, <clears throat> it's still art, but there are a lot of people that will just say, oh, it's OnlyFans. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so then they kind of preference it as that. And I think because OnlyFans has become so popular, mm. it can kind of, we can kind of get categorized into that with a certain group a lot. Mm. Whereas there are going to be people like us that are going to see work like that we do. And it's going to be like, that's art. Mm. That's creatively speaking. That's, that's two people creating something mm. amazing. Mm. But then there are, there is going to be a lot of people that are just going to put it down to us. Oh, just like only fans kind of content. You know what I mean? And then, and like I have conversations with, with friends sometimes that are like, Oh, is it just only fan stuff? I'm like, well, no, it's not. You know, mm. like I'm creating something like this is mm. like, this is art to both mm. of us, like yeah. to both of us. This is, I've, I've made something with this model that we both view as art. Like it's yeah. not just what you, but those, you know, those kind of situations and those kind of people you just kind of. And, and it, and it's uh, like, and I've had all those conversations as well. Right. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is that it's art, but it's for me, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of, um, I don't care what anybody else thinks except yeah. for the person that I'm working with. hundred percent. Right. And if I get good feedback from them, I've done my job. A hundred percent. Right. Yep. Um, and so what's interesting is like I'll shoot escorts. Mm. I'll like take photos for escorts. Right. Mm. And um, I had this one escort who um, she just kept coming back. Yep. For like more photos. Yep. Right. And I was like, sweet. And then like six months goes past. Didn't hear from her. And then she sends me this message and she says, she's like, <clears throat> hey, just want to let you know, like, I absolutely love all the photos that we've taken um, and to the point where I get more business when I use your photos mm. and I've shot with lots of photographers. And I was like, damn. Thanks. You know, <laughs> that, 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 whole, um, that whole girl next door thing yeah. that I've got going on. Yeah, like, it works. It works. It does. You know? It does. And um, and if I can help her get more clients or better clients, yeah, then that's great. Yeah, you know, that's and that, yeah, and that's the that's the thing too. And that's you're right. You're so right. Yes, you're shooting for you're shooting for escorts, but you're giving them a higher a higher product. And Correct. You, and you can see like you can see escorts or only fan workers that do a lot of content themselves on their phones mm -hmm. you can see the difference mm. like and you can see the difference in the quality of how it kind of puts them forward as well like in a, in a professional kind of speaking sense mm. um because you can you can take a photo you know in the in the, and again in the in the sense of only fans you can take a photo where they're wearing lingerie you know and if it's put forward in the in a right way mm. they're gonna get they're gonna get amazing feedback mm. when if there's a girl that could potentially be completely naked but it's you know it's it's done poorly she's not gonna do as well yeah but I, I guess I guess followings like obviously come into a big play as well yeah but there definitely there definitely is and it's it and it is it might be you know um, escort content or it might be only fans content but the, at the end of the day you're right we are we're providing a service a quality service of image of art yep. that is going to help <coughs> them in their business and that's it the key word there is quality right? yes so yeah. I, I look i do know that um i don't know if this percentage is right maybe it's 50 50 i don't know there's a percentage of the client base on only fans that want more personalized mm less polished mm. 
photography. So which, it seems more. So it seems like more, they're handing it over straight. Yeah. To, yeah so yeah. it seems more, um, you know, like oh, I've taken the photo. Yeah. And um, the thing is, is that if you hire a photographer that has a professional camera, mm. the quality of the photos was, will always be really high. Mm. But you can downgrade your quality. Yeah. Right. If you take your photos on your iPhone and you try to upscale the quality, you ain't going to do yeah, that because the data is not there. Yeah. yeah right? right. So it's easier to downgrade the quality if you've got a quality equipment, mm. you know. Um, and, and so that's kind of a, a little bit of a an epiphany for people because yep. they're like, oh, I'm a photographer or like, oh, I can take photos of myself. Like, why do I need a professional photographer? Yeah. Well, Okay, well that's fine. Like I'm totally fine with you taking yeah. your your own photos, yeah. but when you come to me, you're gonna get quality yeah. all of the time. I know it's crazy because people just don't understand it sometimes, and then you you obviously get the you obviously get the clients that they want it free or they want it cheap. Yeah, and it's like, and it's so hard trying to make people understand as well. Like, it's not just pushing a button. You know what I mean? It's yeah. we're not just. There's so like so much goes into it. Yeah. Like so much goes into it. And um if they had one ounce of information yeah. that goes on in your head yeah. for every part of the process yeah. that you go through and they wouldn't be able to cope. Yeah. And it's the service as well. Like yeah. it's the it's the me showing up. It's the you showing up. It's the you know, making them comfortable, making mm. it fun, mm. you know, making it something that they're gonna when they get the photos, you know, they're going to have, you know, ah, oh, these look amazing, but also it was such a good shoot. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. I would definitely go back. Yeah. You know, and that's what I like to pride myself off of yeah, as well. 100%. Like I don't want it to be, whether I'm shooting with a model, uh, whether I'm doing a wedding, I don't want it to be this formal exchange. I want it to be, I'm kicking it, chilling with you. You're kicking it, chilling with me. And we're going to, create some dope shit. You yep. know what I mean? I yep. just want it to be fun. You know? yep. Enjoyable for all parties. I think uh I think definitely keeping things fun again, it's all about creating this opportunity to be able to take good photos. Mm. And for me it's always it has always been as long as we're having fun mm. then that that'll give me every opportunity to take great photos. Yeah. You know, those yeah. in between candid shots or love the candid shots. You know, um and 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 I have to like I adjust myself um depending on what I can pick up yep. like within the first two, three minutes yeah. of someone coming for a shoot. Yeah. You know, if they've had like a hectic day and their energy is a bit a bit low or whatever, yeah. like I'll 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 adjust my energy level so it's a little bit lower and yep. then I kind of like slowly ramp it up yep. and ramp it up and ramp it up and then we'll, you know, the last or the second last scene of the shoot will probably be like where all the gold is, yep. you know. Um, and then I've had times where I've had to go the opposite. So yeah. they've they've come with so much energy yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've had to like match their energy and then slowly try to like yeah. calm them down, yeah. you know, yeah. because there's just so much energy like bouncing around. Yeah. Um, but again, that's 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 what they're paying for, you know. That's yeah. that's the ex that's the experience to work with someone yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. But there's always going to be those. The experience. Hundred percent. 
they're paying for the experience. Yep. There's um fuck what's his name? There's this guy on YouTube, um Asian guy. <laughs> uh, is he specializes in like branding and marketing? Okay. I'll have to I'll I'll find him and I'll send you yeah, yeah, his yeah. his profile. But he talks about um he talks about when you have experience, never under sell yourself yep. on your price. Yeah. Right. And he he goes through and he's I think he's like doing this workshop and he's kind of like um workshopping this kind of scenario with some students that he's got and he was saying that, you know, like and the, and the students were um, playing the role of like a client wanting a, a logo design, yeah. And he's the designer, <clears throat> right? And so he was like, you know, so um, and they were talking about price, and they were wanting something cheaper, and he was like, no, well, it's you know this amount of time, yeah, and it's going to cost you this much, and then. They were like, oh, yeah, but we want it really quick, da, da, da. And like, oh, well, I can do it quick, but it's still going to cost you the same. Like, and I've got, because I've got the experience. Yeah. Basically, he was he was getting to the point where sometimes clients won't understand and be able to measure experience because all they want is speed. Yep. And they, can't, they don't understand the relationship between experience and price. Yep. Right. And if you deliver something quickly, that must mean that you don't have the experience when in actual fact you do. Yeah. And that's actually why it's going to cost so much. Yeah. Right? Yeah, man. It's And for a long time, I did this. Like I would undersell myself because I wanted to get the jobs. I wanted mm. to get the clients. I wanted yeah. to do all this. And it took me a long time. I, I've been there. I've been yeah, there. We've done that. Yeah. And it took me a long time to sort of realize like it got to a point where I was like, well, hang on a minute. Like. I'm running out of time. Like I'm running out of time in the day. I'm I'm working a lot. So then, you know, I put my prices up. And then um, the same thing happened again. You know, it was I've invested all this money into software that I'm using, you know, to edit uh, f- for all the tools that I'm using. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm gaining more confidence in my capability to shoot and, and edit. Price yep. went up again. Yep. And then... And then again, it's it's that that one where you know that there's going to be clients that only want things quick and they want it they want it done they want it cheap as well. Yeah. But then once you find a good uh, a good variety of clients or a good group of clients where you're charging a good price, your full price, and every time you give something to them, they're happy. They're they're that this work is amazing. Yeah. Well done. And you know that they keep keep coming back. Whereas you'll find it's the ones that always want, want things done cheap, that they're, they're always going to have something to say about the work. And they don't understand the quality. They don't. They, they don't. don't understand the relationship between quality and cost yep. as well as quality and experience. Yep. S- some, of my, some of my highest paying and some of my much, you know, wealthier clients are the, they're the the most easiest clients. Yeah, hundred percent. They don't ask. They don't ask anything. They say, "Come in there, do what you do what you want to do. Send the invoice off, and then just let us know when it's done." Yeah. And I give it to them. They're like, "Fucking amazing." Yeah. Amazing. They're like, yeah. "This is this is really good. Thank you so much. We'll we'll let you know when the next one's on." And then yeah. and they just keep coming back. You know yeah. what I mean? 
And that's the, I think that's the, um, one of the things as well is that as soon as you start backing yourself and you realize your, your own worth and you start charging your own worth and realizing your own value, I think that the better quality of clients and the better quality of work will come to you as well. Yeah. Um, your clients will find you. Yeah. hundred percent. Stick your ground. Yep. I think though it's being self-taught, it is hard because you're trying to like find your own style. Yeah. And then you're trying to create this like portfolio base yeah. of what you can do and then finding the right client that'll pay you the right amount. Yeah. Sometimes there's a little bit of luck or it's a little bit of networking or it's a little bit of like putting yourself in the right yeah position at the right time. And again, that's kind of where like on one hand, I kind of feel like that's that might be where like I'm kind of shorthanding myself a little bit where I haven't really – like if you look – if you look at the layout on my profile, there's a lot of different kind of like vibes, you know, there might be like, you know, the beach kind of like nice cannon kind of colored, you know, <laughs> you know, what I, you know, like the nice milky tones. Yeah. The nice milky tones. And then, you know, there might be something completely left park and it's something really, really different. So I think on one hand, that's kind of like, I don't have a consistent creative, but at the same time, I do have a consistent creative where it's like, Anything is the creative. You want to know what my opinion to that is? Yeah, let's go. I don't give a fuck <laughs> what anybody else thinks about how my grid looks like. Because you know yeah. what? Whenever your post shows up on my feed, I see one photo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. There's that, there's that whole thing about the three, three thing, yeah. you know, for your grid. Mm. Like, and I totally get it. We are like human beings. We're all designers by design, yeah, we all want to create like structure yeah. and familiarity and yada, 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 all this, right? But like, <clears throat> and I've got a photographer, mate, that's always giving me crap about my grid. Your grid layout? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. oh, it's like, it's messy, da, da, yeah. da. I'm like, I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. That is one, one aspect of my photography that I'm like, that is, th that... That line item's been crossed out and chucked in the bin and yeah. the bin's been burnt, right? Yeah. It's gone. And I, I, I can agree because there's, like, with my – there's no consistency in my shoots. Yeah. So I can't – even if I wanted to try and post, you know, that kind of aesthetically pleasing looking grid, I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, people invite me to collab all the time, so I'm like, okay, well, I don't want yeah, to – do, I don't want to do the wrong thing and not accept. Yeah. Because I love that they're inviting me. Yeah. Right? And then there's the other aspect of the variety of my grid actually plays to my advantage yeah. because if someone new comes to my page, they're like, oh, this guy's like shot with so many different people. Yeah. Like on the first nine, yeah. like so many different people. Different people, different vibes Different people, well, yeah. da, 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 da. And it's like, oh, okay, he must be like well-trusted yeah. or, you know, and then they reach out to someone. They're like, yeah, we just like fucking laughed all the time, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'm like, that's exactly what I want. That's what you want out of it. 100%. You know? Um, so this whole three, three thing, like I, I get it. I totally get it. But like, that's where a website is for. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a website? You yeah. have a website. Yeah. yeah so like that's, that's, that's where, you know, if you want to <laughs> professionally display your portfolio, like that's where you put it. Mm. You don't put it on your Instagram mm. grid. Yes. Instagram grid is all about vibes. You know. Shit's all over the joint. Yeah. Which is normally how it is, isn't it? So who inspires you? <sighs> oh, shit. So many. <laughs> 
besides Marvel and Sony photographers? Oh, God. Um, I mean, Corey I've known for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, we had a few mutual friends um, and we trained – through the same gym, Nitro Gym in Caribbeans. Oh yeah, um, and that's I remember first seeing him there. He would he would have his smoke machine set up in the middle of the gym while I was training. I'm like, damn, this dude's doing some gangster shit. Um, but he yeah, had a smoke machine in the fucking in the gym. gym in the gym. Holy in the shit! Gym. Yeah, I know that is next level. I know he's crazy, but um, yeah, Corey I've always sort of looked up to because he he spoke he actually spoke quite highly of you oh really yeah he did. oh that's nice he's like he's a fucking g yeah oh, that's good oh yeah i got nothing but good things to say about Corey. uh i feel like we're both very similar as well in the sense of just our our personalities but he's i've always admired Corey's work obviously it's fucking amazing but also the way that he he goes against the grain you know what i mean like he doesn't care about the algorithm he doesn't care about what people are going to think, what people are going to say, whether it's spicy, whether it's like, you know, one day it could be a girl in a field of grass. Then the next day it could be a chick in a miniskirt covered in blood with, you know, the light bars set up mm. in an, an abandoned warehouse. Mm, 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 and that's, I like, I like that because I have the similar sort of sense in a creative where I just want to do shit that I think of. If I have an idea, mm. I want to do that. Mm. And then if I have a completely different idea the next day, I still want to do that. And I feel like Corey does that so well in a sense that people people just recognize he's creative and they kind of see that he's going to do whatever he wants no matter what. Mm. So I think that's why I look up to him so much because everyone's kind of got like this one sort of niche, you know, like fitness photography or boudoir sort of photography, whereas Corey kind of does a bit of everything. Mm. And I feel like for me that's similar to what I do in the sense of, yeah, I just, it, ch it changes. It changes. One day it could be a nice soft grainy kind of image. And the next day it could be a black and white. And the next day it could be a very grungy, you know, high tone sort of image. And um, and that's so cool, man. Yeah. It's just fun. It just keeps it, it fun. It's, it's fun, but it also shows like your depth yeah. of being an artist. Yeah. Not and just a creative, like an artist. Yeah. And I think, I think that just kind of comes down to because one, I just want to do different shit that kind of like, you know, interests Represents me. You. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, yeah, it's just, it's literally just how I am. Like I couldn't, you couldn't tie me down for more than an hour. I'll get real fidgety and I just start doing circles around the joint. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but yeah, I'd say Corey, Corey's a, Corey's a big one. Um, and then Jimmy from Jimmy's projects, he owns studio M Mornington. Okay. He's amazing. He's amazing. So he's only sort of recently sort of popped up in my life. Um, and he is younger than me as well. But he just has... It's not a bad thing. Yeah. No, nah, not at all. And pff, bro, it's crazy. Because I tell him, I'm like, I look up to you so much. Like so much. Like you are the adult in this situation. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, but he's just Sounds been... Sounds like stalker material. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. Sorry, Jimmy. I'll stop, Jimmy. I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> nah, he's, um, nah, he knows, man. He's he's just put so much knowledge and time into me. Um, and he is just such... He has the creative aspect. Yeah. But he also has such a very good business sense. Yeah. But it's not a business sense in the sense of like he wants to make money. It's a business sense in the sense of he wants to help people become better. And he wants to become better all the time as well. Mm. Um, 
he's just a really fucking nice guy. Super smart, super knowledgeable. Um, I did a lot of my photo shoots in auto settings before I met. Yeah, bro. Before I really? met. Yeah, bro. Just pointed and hoped for the fucking best. And Jimmy helped me You're a lot. You're a fucking like Jedi Knight. And then you came across to the dark side and used manual. Bro, I am a fucking Jedi Knight. I have a fucking lightsaber and I regularly spin that shit around my lounge room. <laughs> regularly. Like my partner will come home, I'll turn off the lights, well, babe, check this out. You know that Annie Annie Obi? Yeah. I can do the fucking Annie Obi, bro. Really? I can do the Annie Obi. Yeah. It was really funny. It was for my um Have you got a Star Wars outfit? I don't have a Star Wars outfit, no. No, I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. And it's fucking awesome. Mando. I know I you have Mando. Mando. I know. Yeah. I showed I showed my partner. <laughs> I was like, look at this. She's like, yeah. She's like, why are you showing me this? She's, I'm like, he's a photographer. He's got cool shit too. <laughs> but no, I I would just I would just crap on about lightsabers all the time, bro. All the time. And we got engaged in our engagement party, bro. Congratulations. Thank you so much. We um we were she's, doing she secured herself. Not only a boyfriend, but a photographer. For life. For life. For life. But um for our for our engagement party, we were doing the speeches and she got towards the end of the speeches and she goes, Oh, um, can I please have the lights turned off, please? And I'm like, What the fuck's going what's going on here? And then she someone I don't see in the corner of my eye, someone handed her something and she just goes, <gasps> And whips out a fucking lightsaber. I'm like, oh. what do you mean? So that was my anniversary present. Oh, sorry, my engagement present from her. She bought me a lightsaber. Wow. Yeah, I know. She hated it now, though, because I spin it around. Our house is full of fucking plants, bro. Plants everywhere. I'm telling you, plants everywhere. Plants are good. Plants are amazing. I love plants. They, they give us oxygen. They do give us oxygen, but they get in the way of my lightsaber. And I've accidentally chopped a couple of plants up sometimes. I mean, they'll grow back and you can use some, you can use the cut up bits as cuttings. There you go. To start a new plant. I'll also have a samurai sword, but oh yeah, that's a bit more dangerous. Yeah. But yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Props, bro. Yeah. Props. So um, if someone came to you and wanted to like start photography, what would you tell them? <laughs> Shit. Get a Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're, we're never, we're never. I'm maybe, sorry. maybe that's what I should call this fucking episode. <laughs> Sony, Sony versus Canon. Sony versus Canon. Fuji, no, no, Fuji I all can't. the way. I, I do love Fuji as well. I love Fuji. I love the green. I love the green. The um, there's a Fuji uh, X100 uh, V1 that's okay. come out. Okay. And I'm like, what? And then like all these videos about. Oh yeah, the. The last model, the five model, like blew up TikTok, blah, 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 yeah. all this. And I was like, huh? What? It's just Did I just like miss this? That's a money grab, man. I'm like, voted like number one travel camera. And I'm like, huh? What? Like I get, like it's like old school kind of yeah, design yeah. and all this. And it's just that round the neck pocket kind of camera kind of yeah, vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, what Fuji's um, always going with. And then... I don't know, they're going on about how 40, like a, I don't know. I, I don't know technical details. Anyway, it's a larger sensor, blah, 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 or image stabilized, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. Cool story. Yeah. <laughs> like. What, wait, wait. Yeah, okay. What was it? What was it? So the question was. How do was, we get to this? The question oh, was. Because I went Sony Canon. <laughs> 
My if bad. someone came to you wanting to yeah. take up photography, what would you tell them? I would just tell them to just take your camera everywhere you go. Yeah. Take your camera everywhere with you and just take photos. Like if you're going out for drinks with the boys at, at one of your mate's house, take your camera. Take Skateboarding. Some, take some videos. Skateboarding. Take your camera. Um, but I would just encourage them to kind of just to shoot what they want to shoot. Yeah. Like I, <coughs> you know, depending on what kind of circle you're in, like I was very much around the fitness sort of circle when I first started photography. Uh, photography. So I thought very much that, you know, a lot of what I should have been doing, a lot of what was popular, a lot of what people liked was that gym kind of style mm -hmm. of photography, mm -hmm. you know, like the, you know, the oiled up, oiled up model in the gym, you know, crop top weights, you know, or at the beach, you know, um, always kind of thought that was what, what needed to be done. So I kind of came into it thinking, okay, cool. So if I want to be good at this, this is the kind of stuff that I want to do. And, um, and then I kind of realized I'm like, no, nah, you know, and I guess it, it's going to take a while for you to find your sort of niche as well. Your style. Yeah. yeah. But also at the same time, I think that that's one of the best things or the best ways to get that is to just not do anything particular. Mm. Like if you think that if you, if you think of one idea and it's completely different to what you think you should shoot or if it's completely different to what you last shot, just fucking shoot it anyway. Mm. Like if you want, if you have a crazy idea, do it. Don't not do it just because you think it's a little bit different or a little bit, you know, against the grain kind of thing. Just do it. I, f I find some of the, the craziest, most random ideas for shoots often make some of the best content. Yeah. hundred percent. I definitely, I definitely think that the idea of shooting lots of different things and taking your camera with you wherever you go yeah. is, um, is the best thing to do when you're starting out. 100%. Because yeah. then it helps you kind of like work out what you like and what you don't like. Yeah. Like nighttime, like, daytime, yeah. video, photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm doing um, a, yeah, I'm doing a really cool shoot with um, Evelyn May. Um, we're just going to go into a milk bar. She's going to go into a milk bar. She's going to have like maybe one to two different outfits. Yep. And I'm just going to go into a milk bar. And we're just going to shoot some shit. Yeah. Like, and, uh, and I think that that's also a good way to shoot as well is do a collaboration, do yep. a collaboration with a model, someone that's like really chill, really chill and really easy to work with. And I've, I've collabed with a lot of amazing models. Mm. Um, Evelyn's amazing. Um, Aletha's, she's so cool. And that's the best thing is that they, they, they all have creative minds as well in the sense of they'll put their input into the shoots. Yeah. They know how they're going to look good, but also they're open to do, do anything. It's like this one that I'm going to do with um, Evelyn. We're going to just go into a, a milk bar late at night and just shoot some real grungy kind of shit, you know, like just have her sitting in one of the aisles, like smashing a bag of chips, you know, cracking yeah. open a, a can of Coke or something and drinking a can of Coke, you know, sitting at the register with yeah, some bubble yeah. gum, you know, like yeah, yeah, just, yeah. But like, there's no like sort of set preference. Those are just things that I can think of that we're going to get up to when we get in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 100%. it's just find someone like that. Two, three hours, video images. Take your time. Have fun with it. And the more fun you have with it, the more natural and organic it sort of happens. And you and the model get on that same sort of path, and you just. Psh, 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 Start I, I, I still do collaborations with yeah, with, with people that um, that I've never shot with before. Yeah. yeah, you have to, bro. You know, because I think it's <clears throat> so. It is all about 
kind of like making sure that you get the reps in. Yep. You know, because if you ain't getting the reps in, yeah. y- you're not like finessing your style 100%. or honing in your skills. Yeah. But also, it's free marketing. Yeah, that too. That too. Because they tell someone else. Yeah. And then that person tells someone else. Yeah. Or like they post a photo and then a whole, then all their friends yeah, see it. And it's it. like, you know what? That's free marketing. That's true. It's true. And it, it, it is, I think, one of the best ways to get your name out there. Yeah. But like he said too, like with the reps, it's the same thing. Like yeah. if you if you only do what clients are paying you to do, that's essentially all you all you're ever going to do. Whereas yeah. if you do a if you do a collab, you might have an idea and say, you know, find like a nice chilled, kickback, lay, um, you know, laid back model and say, I have this really, you know, crazy idea. Go out to the big drift. You know what I mean? Go out to the big drift and do this amazing concept Mm. boom you do that and then you discover a new creative within yourself Mm. people see that shit that shit you did with sam at fucking the big drift bro i was like damn this motherfucker got there before i did it looked gangster bro she to be honest she was like fucking phenomenal yeah she's a wild one isn't she yes and no she's um i know i know sam from way back yeah she's she's like so down to earth and like Really engaging, but then like just fucking hot. She's so fun. <laughs> yeah, she's so fun to be around. Yeah, she's so fun to be. Around. She's just got that energy about her where like, yeah. if you're not g'd up, she'll fucking g you up every time, regardless. Yeah, like, and obviously in the modeling sense as well, she knows exactly what she's doing. Oh yeah, 100%. but she's just yeah, she's just one of those models that can just kind of that she knows the mission. Yeah, and she can just like. She, you can see the en- the energy reflects in the photos. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's exactly. just a whole vibe. But yeah, that's and, it. And I, I, was, uh, I was actually at the Big Drift last week. Yep. And um, the sands are changing. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? Like the, the hills or the... Yeah, the dunes. Oh, really? Like they're getting bigger. Really? Yeah. Here we and, go. And it's fucking like... Dune-inspired photo shoot. Oh, my God. Imagine wrapping a chick up in like the <coughs> outfit that Zendaya wears. Fuck off! Is this what you're doing? Uh, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Kind, kind of. of. Yeah. It is a June inspired. That's cool. But, but like the fucking the the suits that they wear. Yeah. Um. Look, if I had more time, yeah. I would go out and buy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I love my props. Yeah. And uh, one, I just love that movie. So yeah. it's kind of like, well, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but. It's it's gonna be a little bit like that. That's yeah. cool as fuck. So the model the model had specifically so two weeks ago she's like Would I know the model? Who what model nah, you wouldn't nah, know. No. Nah. She was like, Oh, I wanna do a June thing before the movie comes out. Anyway, great idea. Couldn't align our schedules. Anyway, we're not going next week. And she's like, <clears throat> Do you think I need to get blue contact lenses or would you do like uh, Photoshop magic? And I'm like Probably Photoshop magic because then you can kind of make sure that you can actually see it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like yeah. you're really dependent on the sunlight. The sunlight, if it's going to reflect and, in and the contact. Yeah, and yeah. getting the angles right. Yeah. Um, so I'll just like, yeah, save your money and I'll yeah. just do Photoshop magic. Yeah. But um, that's exciting, bro. I'm keen for that one. Yeah. I am keen for that one. Yeah. That'll be dope. Um, but the shoot I did there last week, I think it was like yesterday or the day before, I posted a, a reel of – just kind of like all the videos and yeah, stuff. And yeah. I just fucking love the cinemata- cinematic stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, oh, fuck. 
Tarantino, bro. Yeah. Like um, Michael Bay. Michael Bay, like Transformers and stuff like that. Um, and then, fuck. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go into DC and Marvel. Oh, okay, let's go DC Marvel. All right. DC really fucked it <sighs> because I think they went pol- they went too far on the politically correct side. They should have gone with Zack Snyder's version. So love Zack Snyder, love Zack Snyder. Yeah, everything's rushed though. Everything is very, very, very rushed with Zack Snyder. So, and ep- there's no, there's no build up. There was no character development. Um, there were scenes where if they were built up right, that would have been epic fucking scenes. Mm. But because they were such loud, powerful scenes, one after the other, they didn't have the magnitude of the of the hit that they could have had. Mm. Um, DC is amazing. I've always been, I've read Marvel comics since I was a fucking kid, like eight years old, man. Like I've still got comics from when I was a kid. Always been a Marvel fan. I can respect DC. I've always liked DC. But I think that obviously Marvel's had their history of, you know, like Blade, you know, the the first Spider-Man, um, you know, all the sort of movies that they did in the earlier days. But then when this Marvel Cinematic Universe came together, they could do no wrong. Mm. Every single movie was amazing. Tying Iron Man in with Thor, Thor in with Captain America, Captain America in with the Hulk, they could do no wrong. Whereas then you had DC and they're doing Batman with Christian Bale, which was one pace, you know, it was, it was, it was fourth gear. Mm. And then they did, did another one with, um, uh, Robert Patterson, Mm. which was second gear, completely different preset use, completely different tone. Robert Patterson's Batman was by far my favourite. Mm. I feel like he did an amazing um, Batman, shit Bruce Wayne, um, but also I think the whole tone of the movie was right. Yeah. It was the first time Joker, it was the first time they've made two different movies in two different universes mm. that have had the same sort of tone where they could link them together. Because mm. every Marvel movie, it's been the same tone. It's been the same pace, same tone, and they, they all fit together well. Whereas DC, everything's all over the joint. Mm. You know, like Robert Patterson's Batman isn't going to match, uh, say, the fucking cyborg from, you know, Justice League. Yeah. Or Aquaman. Yeah. It's different. Aquaman's yeah, yeah. like a Disney film and then the Robert Patterson Batman is, you know, like a fucking, you know, like a Michael Bay kind of film. Yeah. So it, it's got to do with the timeline. Yeah. Marvel Marvel was really smart at having like yeah. a timeline, a yeah. sequence of, you know, movies and stuff yeah. like that. that yeah, Whereas they, I think DC doesn't have a timeline. They don't. There's, there's no timeline. And you look at how many times they've done Batman. Yeah. Which I'm all for. Like the more fucking Batman, the better. Yeah. But I just mean like how credible can you be and how can you try to get viewers engagement when you've done Batman five times over you know like, what I mean? Like the last Christian Bale Batman, he fucking like left the mansion and went off with his girl. Was that your favourite? The Christian Bale Batman? Uh, nah. Uh, I did like him in The Dark Knight when Heath Ledger. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people. Was Joker. Yeah, a lot know? of people find that that was the best one. But like to have that storyline go, oh, well, he's going off with his girl now. Yeah. And then, boom, next thing you know, Robert Patterson's back. Yeah. It's kind of like, huh? What? Yeah, like, what where's this there? fucking storyline going? Yeah. You know, it's it's a whole new book. It's a whole new character with some elements of, you yeah. know, similarity. Well, have you seen um, 
the second Joker that's coming out soon, Lady Gaga's playing Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be a bit of a musical. Oh. Yeah. Which could be good or they could fuck it. Because yeah. the Joker came out and I was like, fuck yes. Because it felt so real. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like a superhero or supervillain movie. It sounded like... He's a fucked actor. Though. Yeah, he's so he's good, so isn't he? Good. He's so good. He's Love so him. Good. See, it could be good or they could butcher it, but... He but was so good in Gladiator. Loved him in Gladiator. I'm like, bro. Yeah. What was his name in that? It wasn't Caesar. No, it wasn't Caesar, was it? Some fuckwit. Nah. He was a dog, but... Yeah. He's a piece of shit. I'm so keen. I'm so keen for the new... Because obviously Marvel as well, like, fucking love Marvel, but they have butchered it. Yeah. Since Endgame, butchered it. And there was Endgame finished. You know, fucking Iron Man's dead. Thanos is defeated. Captain America. You know he's coming back. I have heard. I have heard Josh Brolin's coming back. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Iron Man. Oh, Iron Man. <laughs> really? Well, apparently even Thanos is coming back. How am I not surprised? Yeah, well, multiverse, you know. Yeah. Anything's possible. They're just like, That's oh, how they just Iron create Man. this fucking multiverse where anything can happen. I was That's, like, oh. Yeah. And, and when that when that happened, I loved that. I loved that idea. I was like, fuck yeah, cool, 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 cool. Like multiverse, this is kind of cool. This could work. Four Spider-Mans in the one movie though? Sorry, three. Three, three, three. Spider-Mans? I I'm like... Fucking jacked my dick off to that, bro. <laughs> fucking, I loved that. <laughs> I was touching myself. Well, I was touching myself. Andrew Garfield. It's too much. It's Andrew too much. Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, all in the same same frame. Let oh. me let me just go get you some tissues. I don't need them, mate. <laughs> just spider webs all over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved it, and um, I I really hope. Did you watch the? The series, because when Endgame finished, they brought out um, Falcon and Captain yeah, America. Yeah, I watched Falcon. Yeah. Yeah, so they brought out uh, Falcon, Captain America. They brought out uh, the Hawkeye spinoff. Yep. Uh, Loki. Yep. WandaVision. Yep. So all of those came out. Hang on, like, wasn't WandaVision before? I think WandaVision was before the second. I think WandaVision. Before Endgame. Because I remember watching it and I was like... The TV what? series? Yeah. I was, was like, it? what the fuck's going on here? It may have Because you didn't know anything about Vision. Yeah, that's right. You didn't know yeah, anything right. about Vision. You're so like, there's this character, but like, where's the fucking movie on? Yeah, where's the movie? Yeah. So that was... I liked that. I liked that they kept the Marvel Cinematic Universe going mm. with those small series. And I'm mm. like, okay, this is cool. I'm like, Marvel's fucking cooking again. Marvel's doing some gangster shit. Yeah. And then one movie came out, the second movie came out, and they're all absolutely dog shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Man? But the um the Deadpool and Marvel, um, oh, sorry, the Deadpool and Wolverine one could possibly save the whole Marvel universe. Yeah. So I, th I think it will. Yeah. So obviously we've never seen Wolverine, Professor Xavier, um, Deadpool, or any of the Fantastic Four until recently. We've never seen them in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's because Sony had rights to that. Yeah. And why why would Sony sell it back? You know what I mean? Like and Spider Man as well until recently, um, but you can tell like Venom, um, you know the Andrew Garfield Spider Man, um, all the X Men movies, they're all Marvel, mm. but they all have such a different pace and such a different vibe. Like you can't put Venom into the same category as like Captain America. You know what mm, I mean? It's just mm. a very different kind of vibe. Mm. So I'm hoping that now Marvel's 
grabbed onto X-Men and, and Deadpool, I'm hoping that that's going to really blow shit up because there's the TVA from Loki, you mm. know, the Time Variant Agency, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're in Deadpool, mm. which is opening them up to that Marvel Cinematic Universe again. But I've heard some cool shit. Apparently, you know, Ryan Reynolds's wife, Blake Lively. So there's a scene in the trailer where you see Deadpool with the two Uzis. Yeah. In the comics, De- like Deadpool never uses Uzi. He uses just two s- pistols. In the comics, Sheepool used Uzis. So it's like a variant of Deadpool, but it's a girl. And she has a blonde ponytail coming out the top and she always uses Uzis. Um, and then you look closely at the gloves and the gloves are different to the gloves that Deadpool's wearing. And then Ryan Reynolds posted something and then he he captioned it, did you see my wife? Oh, yeah, that was a Super Bowl thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he captioned it, did you see my wife? So people are saying that there is going to be a female variant of Deadpool and Blake Lively is going to play that that, Deadpool. That'd be sick. I know, wouldn't it be awesome? And those are the things that make me so excited because that's like what Marvel has been so good at. Just like dropping little Easter eggs like that. The uh, Again, it's it just comes down to this creativity piece. And yeah. like if you're if you limit your own creativity, mm. then you're kind of stuck. But mm. when you realize that creativity is limitless, like and you can open up so many different things yeah, to do so many to do so many different things and to touch so many people's, you know, like creatives. own minds. Yeah. Um, it's why you know, I think from a photography point of view, like, yeah, like I've done boudoir yep. for years and I keep doing it because people keep wanting it. Yeah. You yeah. know, people, people keep wanting that voyeuristic shot through the doorway or, you know. Yeah, in the foreground. I like those yeah. ones that you do. I like those. Are, those are probably some of my favourites that you do when, you, when you're peeking through the door. Sort I knew of that was going to oh, stop. Ah! More recording. What does it say? Movie recording stock. Is that SD cards full or? Yeah. We have some more technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking for a while now, haven't we? Right. This it's, is what happens when two like-minded over, people get it's together. It's been over two hours. Damn. Is that is that the longest? That's the longest. That's the longest, my man. <laughs> Love it. Should we wrap it up then? Yeah. Go hit me, hit me, hit me with like a closeout question or. How can people find you on social media? <laughs> How can? <laughs> what do I, is this where I, I drop my handle? No, I drop no, my handle. Uh, uh, okay, last question. Last question. Um, uh, what would you say is one of your biggest strengths? And biggest weaknesses or opportunities. I think one of my biggest strengths... We're going deep. Yeah, we are going deep on the last question too, man. Damn. Um, I think one of my biggest weaknesses... One of my biggest... I think one of my biggest weaknesses is that I can be very kind, somewhat too kind sometimes. Mm. And my dad was also very much the same. And um, I think sometimes... I mean, whether it be like I'm just in the shopping centre... And, like, I'll hold a door for someone and they don't say thank you. Or, like, I'll go to walk around a corner and I'll stop and then they'll walk past and they don't say thank you. Yeah. Like, just those kind of, like, sort of situations. But also, like, with work as well, like, I can be a bit of a pushover sometimes. 
and I can hand over more content for no extra charge sort of thing, you know, mm. which kind of hurts me in a way where it's going to be expected. You know what I mean? Um, so I think, I think that might be one of my weaknesses. Mm. I think that's also a superpower though. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But I mean, you use it too much and people are going to take advantage of it sort of thing, you know? Yeah. People only take advantage of it if they don't appreciate it. Yeah, that's true. true. Like if someone appreciates it, then they will give you something, whether or not it's, you know, a tip or yeah. like extra money as yeah. a result of a job that you yeah, did. Yeah, I've, You know, I've done it before where like I've done, I did a wedding and I had the, I had the client bought me and my partner like a day at a winery. Yeah. Like it was like our own like table, you know, you spend like four hours there, you get like a three course meal kind of thing. Amazing. Mm. I've had clients so happy with a, with an hour's photo shoot with a model that she, you know, she paid a little bit of extra money. But then I have, you know, I try and save normally anywhere from like, five to seven days turnaround, depending on how sort of, how busy I am. Sometimes yep. it's more, sometimes it's less. But I've I've given content to um, someone like three days after doing the shoot and mm. it was all of their images. And I told them, you know, it's going to be like a week. But I was like, you know, I've got a little bit of extra time. I'll stay up a little bit later. Like I know they were really looking forward to this. I'll, mm. get, I'll get like all their images to them, bar the reels. I'll get it to him really quick. Mm. Got the, got them the images. No thank you. There was no thank you. It was just, oh, what about the the videos? And I was fuck. just like, I'm like, fuck, man. I'm like, and like I said nothing. Like I didn't say anything. I just said, look, I've just kind of speed tracked these images to you. The, the reels, um, the reels are going to take like the week. You know? mm. And then they just said, okay. You know, and I'm kind of just like, well, that <coughs> kind of sucks. You know, like that sucks a little. Yeah, it does. It does suck. Um, but I would think that you've done that that many times. Yeah, you kind of know the mo. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But every, it's just every single time that that type of shit happens to me, I always think to myself, I actually f- really feel sorry for this person because yeah. they don't understand. Yeah, they don't. They don't understand how long it takes. They don't understand the craft that's gone into yeah. it. They don't understand how many man hours I've put into, yeah. you know, getting it to the point where I can get them, you know, it, all like of the very can, yeah. next day, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's not that I'm making excuses for them. It's just that I think that people have a preconceived idea on what they think. Oh, so they have like different expectations based on their own experiences, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and unfortunately these bad boys here haven't done us any good because nice. everybody thinks that they're a photographer I know. and everybody thinks that the quality that they're going to get should be, you know, really quick yeah, and really all fast. this type of stuff, right? Instant gratification, yeah. all of that. And so I just feel really sorry for them because yeah. I'm like, you know what, like this, it, this shit's going to take me as long as it takes me. Yeah. And that's, that's at the end of the day. That's the thing too. Like, yeah, like it's going to take as long as it takes me. Yeah. Just, just chill out. Like it's not like I'm putting it aside and I'm over here, you know, smoking a cigar, enjoying myself. Yeah. I'm, you know, there's a list. There's a, you know, there's a. It's also like, um, (coughs) so, uh, later on today I was supposed to do a shoot. And I messaged uh, the model um, 
last night. Mm. Hey, we're still on. She's like, oh, really sorry. Can't come. Just got into a massive argument with my partner. Oh, blah, no. blah, 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 blah. I was like, instead of me getting upset, yeah. I'm just like, it's all good. Yeah. You know, I, I, I apologized for making trouble. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. She's like, oh, no, you don't need to apologize. I should be apologizing because I didn't think that it was, was going to be an issue. Yeah, like he's going to And I was like, okay, cool. All good. You know, like, it's fine. Don't stress about it. I've already booked another shoot. Good. I've got, like, more editing to do. Like, you know, it's all good. Yeah, I, if, if I get a cancellation, I'm not too fussed, to be honest. Like, if I have more time, extra time to edit, Mm. I'm happy, bro. Mm. Like I said earlier, I to have a whole day sitting down at the desk editing, that's the, that's good. Yeah. It feels so good at the end of the day to just come out of there having everything done. Exactly, exactly. The uh, the first part of that question was, uh, what is your biggest strength? Ah, my biggest strength probably me boss. <laughs> Actually, I forgot to ask. Um, did you ever try peptides? What's peptide? No, no? steroid. No, they're not steroids. No, it's peptides. They're just like another like category of amino acids. Nah. No? I mean, the, my first competition I did, I went into the supplement store and I bought absolutely fucking everything. Yeah, Pre-workout, okay. the protein, the creatine, the L-carnitine, uh, the amino acids, everything. Second competition I did, I went to my chemist warehouse. I bought a $50 tub of protein powder. That's it. Yeah. That's all you fucking need. Yeah. yeah. That's all you need, man. It's just a just supplements are just a money grab, bro. Um, nah, no, nah, there are some good ones there. But. Yeah, there are some good ones. But anyway, so it, it depends on your lifestyle. It I does. Think. It does. So, um, so your strengths, my strengths, are my strengths, not just your biceps, not just my biceps. <laughs> um, I think my this, this has to be, I think, the funniest yeah. podcast I've done yeah. so far. I mean, my legs are pretty strong too. Hey, shit! Hey, you, you got moths. Moss. Yeah, you got moss. Oh my god, you sound like my dad. Ah! You sound like my dad. You are a dad. Ah! I'd wear a ripped pair of jeans. Dad's like, how much did you spend on them? I'll bet you one hundred and fifty dollars. He's like, I've got some in the wardrobe I've had for years. You can have them. <laughs> They're designer. When's, okay. When's, when's your birthday? July fourteenth. I'll get you some mothballs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. And those fucking silverfish things. Oh, they're gross. Because those things will eat you through your clothes they're as well. They're fucking everywhere. Yeah. Um, no, my biggest strength, um, I would like to think just my my personality, I think. Um, I think. Solid. Yeah, solid. I think it just favours me because, like, I can I can talk to anyone. And, like, I will stop. And, like, if, so, like, if someone at the shopping centre or the grocery store sort of Gives me the time of day. I'll stop. I was like, hey, are you going? You know, I'll have a chat with him and my partner's standing there. Like, can we go? <laughs> She's like, you could talk to anyone. And I think that that's my biggest strength in the sense of, um, you know, someone coming into a photo shoot, if they are new to it and they feel slightly uncomfortable, um, you know, I can kind of just, I kind of just talk shit, just make them feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, ease and, them into it. Yeah. And I, I'm not phased on, like there's rarely a situation where I can go into a situation like, oh, I feel uncomfortable. Like I don't really know what to say kind of thing. Like I just get very in curious. I like asking questions yeah, and I yeah, feel yeah. like that's just the best segue to, you know, having conversation with people and, you know, making people feel comfortable. Yeah, 100%. So I think that that would probably fucking be. I think, um, I think people also like forget the fact that 
to be a good photographer, you need a bit of a personality. 100%. Because you need to be able to relate to people and you need to be able to communicate. Yeah. And if you can't communicate, then you've got, again, this. it's all about this, give yourself the best opportunity to take the best photos. Yeah. And if you can read the room and and apply an approach or a method mm. to change the vibe of what's going on, yeah. like in your example, if someone's not feeling easy yeah. about the shoot, like you just talk shit to them yeah, and, just you know, like you just have a good yeah. time and ease them into yeah. it, then that's your, that's the approach that you use. 100%. And that's, that's what you've worked out with your formula of success, yeah. you know. I feel like that's the best way <coughs> to do it is to just kind of picture it as just you're just chilling with someone and you're yeah. just going to take some pictures of some cool shit rather than making it like this big formal exchange sort of thing. Yeah. It's just, we're just going to vibe out. We're just going to take some pictures, talk some shit, yeah. you know, and then it just becomes easy after. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. so good to I fucking know. have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank uh, you so much. It's been a fucking wild conversation. I know, it has. We've, we've talked some shit. We've talked a lot <laughs> yeah. and we've had technical issues, but then hopefully I'll be able to fix those technical issues up. You know how you can fix those technical issues? <laughs> <laughs> Just buy a fucking Sony, mate. <laughs> and I will never be back on this podcast again. I will never be welcomed <laughs> back again. I'll, I'll have you back. I'll have you back at the end of the year. We'll do like a year in review. I how would did, like that. How did the year That'd go? That'd be cool. We can talk about. Fuck yeah. We can talk about all the trips. We can talk about your June photo shoot that you're yeah. going to do. Yeah, I'm yeah. so excited for that. I'm going to I'm going to Queensland in March, doing a collab house up there. That's fucking cool. Doing a fucking nightclub. That's fucking uh, cool. Fucking doing, hopefully, I'm still waiting on the details, but doing a fight night. What? Yeah, boy. What? Wait, with uh, Demolition Hex? No. Nah. You can't you can't announce? No. Nah, okay, we're going to keep it on the DL. <laughs> we'll do this. We'll do this off. We'll do this off, yeah. off podcast. That's um, exciting though. That's exciting. Yeah, it's fucking. That's cool. Yeah, so like she's just like fucking happening, That's good, right? Bro. Congratulations. Um, hopefully do some stuff with Playboy this year as well. So, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's big. Yeah. Do some stuff together as well this year. We need to do a collab. We need to do some. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. cool. I got a few ideas. Yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get our brains cooking. We'll do something really cool where we can just fucking yeah. get something real creative happening. So how can people find you? What's your social media? Just Instagram, really. I don't have a website, which I don't know. I don't know. I'm a very simple man. You know what I mean? It's kind of like if you want to if you want to do some shoots, let's do some sh- do some shoots. You know, <laughs> fucking just fucking holler at what's, me. What's what's the Instagram name? I have the fucking thing come up. Busy creative. Busy creative. Busy creative. So models hit me up at busy creative. Amazing. And if you have anything else, doing ecom shoots, uh, weddings, um, project development, busy creative media. Boom. That's, that's my jams. That's pretty easy. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, well, thanks again for coming Thank along. Thank you. Appreciate you having me, bro. Thank and, you. And, uh, thanks everyone for listening in. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and notification bell and, uh, catch you guys on the next one. There See you guys. Thank you. Oh, bro.